Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. How's it feel when I prove you right in front of your eyes? Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by Jeremy J.N. Phoenix. Yes, I'm in the building. We are the Raspin' Voice Kids. This is Pop Culture, a.k.a. Pop Culture. With that pop, 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 pop. Little lackadaisical there, Jay. Little lackadaisical. Where the energy nah, at, I son? Went, I went with a different mode, baby. I geared down. You just never know what you get, son. Well, today, what the people are getting is our conversation about PETA. And I'm not talking about pits. I'm not talking about bread. I'm talking about PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Are you familiar with them, Jeremy? They be throwing blood on people. That's what I know. They got Michael Scott coming out of the Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, P- and you know what? Let me just say real quick we're not hating on PETA because PETA... No, no, um, no. We are hating on PETA. I'm just saying, I understand ethical treatment of animals. I know there's people who go too far, people who don't respect it and need to respect it. Yeah, but I Michael do Vick, feel like that. Michael Vick that, without a line. No dog amen. fighting, no beating and killing dogs, okay? Wrong. That's amen. wrong. Amen. 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 But they go a little too far. Yeah, we're not talking too much, about that. Too much, never too much. Yeah, just a little bit. What we're talking about today is something they specifically tweeted that just got, just got stuck in my craw a little bit. Let me read it to y'all. <laughs> Words can create a more inclusive world. Our perpetuate oppression. Oh, sorry. Or perpetuate oppression. Sorry. <laughs> I can't read today. Or, perpe- read late- or perpetuate read oppression. Huh? I said read lately. Yeah, barely. Calling someone an animal as an insult reinforces the myth that humans are superior to other animals and justified in violating them. Stand up for justice by rejecting supremacist language. Now, this is ridiculous in itself. Well, Jeremy. And in, what, in the break, well, no, no, don't give me the examples because I'm leading up to that. I'm leading okay. up to that. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. 
It makes you think when you hear that, what are they talking about? It seems what like are they a, talking about? It seems like they're taking a firm stance on something. And I wasn't quite getting exactly what they're referring to human as animals. Like, I don't know. You, you think about that Home Alone when he plays that movie. Exactly. He's like, you filthy, filthy animal. animal. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you think of. Or uh, <laughs> or uh, my, uh, not Michael Corleone, but, uh, but uh, oh, man, Scarface. Scarface. What's his real name? Man, oh, I can't remember. I can't uh, remember either. Tell us, tell us, podcast nation. Anyway, Scarface saying, "Your cockroaches, I buried them. I buried them. I buried like them." <laughs> Maybe that's what they're talking about. I had no clue until they hit us with the examples. Yeah, they went further than that, Jeremy. They went further than that. Using animals as insults perpetuates speciesism. Speciesism. Okay. <laughs> we going deep. Instead of chicken, say coward. Instead of rat, say snitch. Instead of snake, say jerk. Instead of pig, say repulsive. Instead of sloth, say lazy. Now. Yeah, so so they don't want to say, hey, look, they, that, that dude's a rat. Man, that dude's a snake. Man, he's such a pig. They're offended by that. You know what I'm offended by? Peter. I'm tired of this nonsense, this false sense of offense, this false sense of anger, this false sense of equality. There are real problems in this world. There are children starving, children being beaten and abused, animals that are actually being beaten and abused. And you're going to come on my timeline talking about speciesism. Yeah. Guess what? Humans are better than animals without question. 100%. Talk to me the next time a dolphin builds a house. Talk to me the next time a dog comes up with a vaccine. Talk to me the next time anything that we're talking about that humans can do is done by an animal because it's not being done. Speciesism is real. This is not black versus white. This is yeah, not. not talk- and we're not advocating going out and harming animals or, or mistreating animals for no reason. Yeah, we're talking I about feel like names. You don't need to say that. Like, you can go outside and be like, I'm offended because you said pig, so don't talk to me today. <laughs> I, Tyler, our friend Tyler, showed a video of him calling his dog stupid. Hey, you're so stupid. You're an idiot. You're such an idiot. And guess what the dog did the whole time? Tail wagging, so happy. Well, that's not a good example because you could do that with babies, too. Oh, you're so ugly. Aren't yeah. you so ugly? But you can, do that with dog, you can do that with dogs forever. You can do that with babies for maybe two years. I'm telling you, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy real crazy to take this so far as into animalism. What? Speciesism. What are we even? Species. Oh, that's what spe- speciesism. Can't even say the word. Are you? And then, Come and on. then you should see the comments. The comments were golden, getting at Peter, and Peter couldn't take it. Peter had to respond. Everybody knows if you're responding in your after your own tweet, they got you. They got you. You in your feelings, yep. and they got you. People who are successful, who are real deal, they make a tweet. They don't care what anybody says underneath. Not PETA. They had to respond to all the mentions. Mention the comments. You, I'm telling you. I mean, when, I, when, I, when you first said this to me, I was laughing so hard. Are these people real? Are these people real with real problems or real issues going on? You and me calling somebody a snake. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Let's be real. Too far. I mean. No, it's way too Brandon, it's way too far. And that somebody actually, you know, 
uh, uh, not concurred, but like signed off on the fact that you could release this statement. Really? Really? Look, yeah. man, look, 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 look. All I'm going to say is you need to stay out of everything because you're too sensitive. We already knew that to begin with. But for sure, you can get your feelings hurt in a lot of avenues uh, talking like that. Talk about if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, you're going to be offended. All right, stop it. In the words of JT Money, soft batch cookies. Stay out of our business. Rat me, boys! Do you have cold floors in your home? It may be time to insulate your crawl space because cold air is rising into the rest of your home. Alfred Home Solutions can fix this problem. Call them today at 304-317-4105 today to book your free insulation estimate. Again, 304-317-4105. Don't wait. Insulate. another week here we go man i love this i love this man i love the segment that we got going i got five on it brady you love it you like this or, or, yeah or i like it, it i like it i like it i like it all right all right, all right. okay so once again we got five new questions hit them with them jordan Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to all of you wonderful people listening to this show. We have five blanks that need filled, raspy voice kids. Are you ready? Again, I'm assuming they're ready. Starting off with the first blank they need to fill. The loss against Florida was blank. Predictable. I couldn't give you anything more predictable. We're two and five in the SEC challenge. Florida has a lot of length and activity. And I feel like they outcoached us and outplayed us and they beat us. Not surprised. Every single year is the same old thing. For me, the answer to the blank is typical, expected, whatever words you want to use. Like you said, we lose these SEC Big 12 championship champ, uh, uh, matchups every single year. I was not expecting anything less. I expected us to lose, not because we're not a good team, but it seems like when we get these challenges, somehow our foot comes up off the gas and we get got. And they got us. RVK fill in this second blank. The win against Iowa State was blank. All right, all right, all right. I'll go first. The win against Iowa State was much needed. Two words. It was much needed. We have death row coming up in our next five. It was the next five games. Six. Where we play all ranked teams. We play the number two team in the country who's crushing everybody back to back. We got Kansas. We got Texas. We got Texas Tech. Um, A lot of games. A lot of big games coming through. So to beat Iowa State, yes, they're at the bottom of the barrel. Yes, we only beat them by five points to begin with. But because of the death row coming up, the 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 nah, maybe not death rows, but but gauntlet. you know, killers gauntlet coming up was much needed. Woo. You know what it was to me, Jay? What? It was a win. A win is a win is a win. Especially on the road in the Big 12, it was a win. Who cares if we didn't score for the last five minutes and 46 seconds? Who cares if it's Iowa State who only has two wins and none in conference? Who cares? A win is a win is a win. The third blank to be filled. 
Raspy voice kids fill in this blank. Huggins calling his team out for being the worst defensive team that he's ever been around was blank. Hyperbole. It's hyperbole because it's not true. There were worse teams defensively than this team. I think off the top of my head, Aaron Harris and Teddy Allen, worse. 109 points to Coastal Carolina, worse. uh, Sorry, 109 points in regulation to Coastal Carolina, worse. Those are two off the top of my head. Those are two from the last five to six years. Those are two that I can tell you for a fact were worse defensive teams than this team. So Huggy, while he is the GOAT in West Virginia history, is wrong about this being the worst defensive team he's ever coached. It's hyperbole. For me, the the answer to me was coaching. Ooh. This all was coaching. A little spicy because there. I feel like I feel like he's tr- no, no. I'm not talking negatively about Huggins, but I'm talking about his, what he was doing is he was lighting a fire under his players. He was saying this in the public, in the media eye, out loud for everybody to hear, so his players would hear it and respond to it as well. It's a way that coaches light a fire. Uh, we've seen coaches, whether the NFL or the NBA or baseball, um, they'll say certain things to get the referees to pay attention to certain things before a game. Sometimes they say it to their star player to help nudge them along. Um, New England released a statement about how they're going to be more aggressive than they've ever been because people were speculating they were going after Matt Stafford. They wanted him to hear that so they knew so that he would be open to coming to them to say, hey, look, we're go we're gonna go get players. So How'd when you say something out? publicly to yeah, that didn't work. But um when you say something publicly to the media, out loud, not in locker rooms, not in front of your team, but you say it to the media, it's part of coaching, and I feel like he was trying to light a fire. And the fourth blank to be filled in. RVK, fill in this blank. West Virginia's biggest problem is blank. Making shots. We don't make shots when we need to make shots. We don't make free throws typically when we need to make free throws. We miss so many front ends of one and ones. Jeremy, our problem is making shots. Everything's better when we make shots. We play better defense when we make shots because our defense can get back and get set, and we have energy and we have confidence when we make shots. The biggest problem with this team is making shots. Everyone wants to talk about the defense, and the defense is not without reproach. The defense is definitely suspect, but when we make shots, everything is better. Making shots is the biggest problem on this team. Five minutes and 46 seconds to go in the in the second half. If we don't score a point, for almost six minutes we go on a drought, the problem is making shots. Yeah, man, I, I would like – for me, the way I'm going to answer this question is I would like to say it's effort at times. Um, I feel like if you put the same effort that you came in with against Gonzaga or against other teams – but I can't say effort. I, I honestly feel like maybe it's not the biggest problem now, but I'm saying in general for West Virginia, size. Something that we were Ooh. elite at. My answer is size. When with uh, Cottrell going down, with Sheboy leaving, now we're playing Gabo Saboyan. When Culver leaves the game, Gabo Saboyan is our big man. He's 6'7". That's not his position. He does. He fills in. He's strong. But that's he's not tough. really his position. It's not really his position. He's He's extremely tough. Um, Jalen Bridges, when, when he's not in, Jalen Bridges comes in. Jalen Bridges is also 6'7". He's long, but that's not his position to play big man. 
That's the reason why you see them trying to get the big man for um from uh Sen- what is it Senegal? Uh Senny. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're trying to get him because he's 6'10", he's big, he's a freshman. Huggins usually doesn't do this, but we need size. I think coming down to the NCAA tournament, when Culliver gets some fouls, when Culliver leaves a game and we're regulated to, to, to small ball, I think it's going to be a problem, especially when we play people who can pound the paint, pound the, the backboards. Um, right now it hasn't shown as much, but I think it's going to be a huge problem coming up in the tournament. And the final blank to be filled, raspy voice kids, fill in this blank. Taz Sherman's mom subtweeting and saying, we don't miss free throws when Taz was at the line, had you feeling blank? Um, Let me say something first. Have you seen Taz's mother? Nah, uh, I think I called one picture. All I got to say is I ain't mad at her. So what yeah. does she say I'm good with? She said we don't miss free throws. I'm going to say, Taz, don't miss no free throws. Ain't nobody mad at Miss Latrice Cole. <laughs> I think her name is Latrice. Let me see what her name is. Anyway, it don't matter what her name is. The point is, I'm with her. Whatever she say, I agree with. We go with. Yes, ma'am. Uh, that's, that's your answer. I mean, I thought you were going to Latrice feel Scott Albert. <laughs> okay, there's her name. Miss Shout Albert. out to Latrice Scott Albert. We ain't mad at her, and we ain't mad at Taz. Coming clutch down the stretch, seven for eight from the free throw line. Not mad at whatever she say. Okay, so that's your answer. Like, I'm trying to get to the point. Like, you, okay, I don't know if you was, you know, saying this before your answer, but that's your whole answer, right? <laughs> that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he really answered the question. He just said, yes, ma'am. My answer for that, when I saw that, when she said don't miss free throws, had me feeling like she should be the free throw coach. She taught her boy, you don't miss free throws. You look at Taz, he don't miss free throws. Our yeah. team struggles with free throws. Put her on the coaching staff. Give her a job. Teach them boys how to shoot free throws. You got one job and make sure they know like your son knows, like you know, you don't miss free throws. Don't miss free throws. That's it. That's I got five on it. That's a wrap. Wrap me, boys. Big shout to Shrinkables. Shrinkables. Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. another segment with the raspy voice kids today we are talking west virginia university basketball and west virginia university football it's me brandon phoenix aka i also hate it joined by the little og j fiend i'm in the building little og okay little og you in the building with us we are you ready know, to o- talk what up no i said that's right the, the little old, old head dude i'm getting up there son we are he's, here he's just flying He's just flying by, but go ahead. Continue on. We are here to talk West Virginia sports. We're going to jump into West Virginia football because today is National Signing Day. And the biggest thing that I take away from it is no one really cares about National Signing Day anymore. I remember Signing Day was the biggest event. It was the thing I got up for. It was the thing I planned my whole week around. And now, with early signing period and the transfer portal, I am less inclined to pay attention to National Signing Day when it actually is here. 
Now, when you're hearing this, it'll be over. But when we're recording, it's National Signing Day, and Jeremy and I don't really care the way that we did in years past. Right, Jay? Uh, I could care less. And um, this is not hating against people who cover it and do a lot of hard work to make sure they uh, – you know, know all the odds and ends, but just for me, man, like it just doesn't matter. Too many people not qualifying, too many people um, getting hurt before they get in the field, too many people just don't pan out. Like I've said before, I care about the guys I see on the field making plays on Saturday, and until they get there, it's just hard. Unless you're an elite five star that everybody wanted that 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 you can't get over. Then I saw the highlights, and I much. know you're gonna make an impact instantly. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I also know that you have the grades and there's no talk about gray shirt and a blue shirt and whatever they kind of shirt they want to use. That means that you're not <laughs> playing this year. <laughs> I don't really care. Gray I shirt, don't. I shirt, can't do it. Um, maybe we could play this on Mountaineer basketball or Mountaineer football that has just soaked up so much of my energy and care for that. When it comes to this, I just can't care. For, I can't care about it. Uh, my, my, my care meter has been zapped up. It's like playing a video game where you hit the boost um, the boost doesn't last forever. Eventually it goes out. And around recruiting time, my care for, for recruiting is just done. It's time for me to re-energize, fill that bar up, so when it comes to March Madness, when it comes to September, I can be ready to go again. Well, it really hurts losing uh, Blaine Scott and Bryson, Tom, uh, Bryson Mays on the offensive line, two offensive linemen in one day. The depth on that offensive line is looking real suspect now for WVU. Uh, we need to fill those holes, and I'm curious what WV is going to do to fill those holes. So that part it's I It's funny, am- too. You say that, but another thing for me is it's funny because usually when people transfer, um, not because not of the manager the staff, they, they, they transfer or they leave or they opt out or whatever. It's because – so also Kendall didn't leave for no reason. He he, he left because it looks like Deggie or um, Garrett uh, Green, Garrett Green is going to be the answer. So hopefully um, now it does play a factor in depth, but hopefully they're leaving because they're saying, Hey, look, we got guys who are going to play above us. Um, We can't quite get there. So we're going to go play some play, play somewhere we can start stinks for our depth. But hopefully that means that we have players that can really ball ahead of them. Yeah, but it doesn't hurt at quarterback because only one quarterback can play at a time. It doesn't really hurt at running back because we got two, four stars in this class. Plus we have uh, a very sparrow and we have Letty Brown, who was a dominant force last year. So losing Sinkfield doesn't really hurt. Kendall doesn't really hurt. But offensive line, you need depth. You need to be able to plug and play, move guys in and move them out. And without that, we're in real trouble. So that's yeah, a difference I, for me. I, I don't know if it's real trouble. Maybe I, I'm just – I guess I'm just hoping that there's enough special guys on the team that these guys moved on because they saw the writing on the wall, you know, for playing time. I yeah. don't know that for sure. I'm hoping that's that's the answer. And with some of the recruits we get we're getting in and some of the, you know, depth that you're talking about that we have, hopefully that is the reason why. We'll see. Can Basketball. we talk about hugs? I was gonna say, can we talk? You know what? We'll, we'll, we'll spare hugs for a second. Let's talk about the Florida game. Brain, I know you watched it. You watched all of it. I know we talked about it on I got five on it. But, uh, you know, for me, it really wasn't unexpected. It was exactly what I thought. Predictable. You know, yeah, lackluster performance with West Virginia. And I don't know why, but we get in these things where it's almost like so, – so we know this for a fact. We play up or down. No matter who we play, we play 
um, at the level of our competition. And I don't understand how we get so relaxed, so unfocused, so quickly. We haven't accomplished anything. Ever. Last year we had a good Ever. year, but we didn't. We didn't. But we didn't go to. You know, we didn't play in the Big Twelve tournament because it didn't happen, or the NCAA tournament. So you revert to the year before, and the year before was even. It was a horrible year. Like what? What have we done to be lackadaisical? I don't, I don't know get it. it. Is, I don't know if it's coaching, and it's I don't know if it's the players. It's inside. It's inside of you. You have it, or Would you, you don't. say it's inside of you? But how many years in a row have have we've had? A lot of turnover in the basketball program, and yet this is still a major thing. For me, that points more to coaching. I don't know if it's overcoaching or not enough of the right coaching, but if every year your players just lack some sort of fire, I don't know, man. What do you, what do you think? I, I don't know I what to make thing. of it. The only thing that's constant, the only, only thing that stays the same is the coaching staff. I don't know who we're blaming it on. I don't have anybody in particular. I don't know enough to know. But something's yeah, not either. right. Something's not right. And something has to change. I don't know if it's an approach that needs to change or if it's personnel that needs to change. But something has to change because if Huggy's going to come out and say this team lacks fire, this team lacks desire to guard, then I'm not going to keep blaming these kids because these kids keep changing. But the results stay the same. Every single year. And the thing is, we, we already talked about it. You said it was hyperbole when he said this is the worst defensive team that he's ever been around. Clearly hyperbole. If you actually look at it, like this year, we're giving up 70 points a, a game. We're giving up 43% uh, percent field goals, uh, 31% in three-point shooting. Last year, we actually played a lot better, and our team looked a lot better. We only gave up 62 points a game uh, and 29% three-point shooting. But the reason why it's hyperbole it's because if you look at 18 and 19, which we were 15 and 21, and I know people would say that that's the exception to the rule. That year, we gave up 77 points, 45% field goal shooting, and 36 three-point percent shooting. But even the year before that, the 2017-2018 year, we gave up 69 points a year, and the field goal shooting percentage was relatively closer. It wasn't the three years from 16 to 17, from 15 to 16, and from 14 to 15, those three years before that, where we actually had a big, huge change where we pretty much only gave up 66 points a game. But our defense this year uh, isn't great. But being at 70, I don't know. If you look at the last three years, it's, it's uh, I don't know. It's, it's not Kinda too par far. For the a little bit par for the course. So last year we were better. I will say that. 62 points a game. But the year before that, we gave up 77. The year before that, we gave up 69 points a game. So... Uh, like I said during I Got Five on it, um, the, the question they fill in the blank, I think that this is a coaching tactic from Huggy to inspire and motivate his kids to say, hey, look, I know you can play better, um, so do it. I hope it works. Yes, yes, yes. Also, let's talk about the Iowa State game. Let's get into the Iowa State game, and then we will move on. But Iowa State Iowa is St- an awful basketball team. Now, I know they had people out because of COVID. And I know they've had other issues in their program, but however or whatever reason you want to give it, they're bad. They're a they bad, are bad basketball they're team. Not, they're not as bad as their record shows. They've lost a lot of games. So the stretch that we're coming up on with the five straight ranked teams, that they've played that, that stretch. And a lot of those games they were competitive in. So they have a lot of good, solid losses. It wasn't here till recent where they've lost two really bad games in a row. But before that, they were competitive against a lot of ranked teams in the Big 12. Including now us. it seems like they're co- 
Now it seems like they're kind of falling off. Yeah, we beat them by five points earlier this year, but we had like 30 free throws compared to their five or, or, or something out uh, uh, unbelievable like that. Too. So, yeah. of course, we're getting fouls when they're not getting them. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it just comes back to the same old story, Brandon. People are like, oh, the gauntlet we're about to play is so tough. Or we're going to lose every game. No, we're not. We're not going to lose every game. Because West Virginia plays par with their competition. Every single game that you watch, the next six games, I don't care if it's Baylor, Kansas, or Texas Tech, every single game you watch is going to come down to the final five minutes because it always does because that's who we are. Stress Virginia. And and when you come down to five minutes, it's 50-50. We probably go three and three because it's 50-50 coming down to the last five minutes. We play on par with whoever we're playing. Yeah, I totally agree. I got nothing else to say besides I totally agree. Anything on the Mountaineer, son? No, that's it. So can we get to the Super Bowl? Well, real quick, baseball is coming up. We do have a lot of talent. It sounds like we could be very good. It also sounds like we might have some devastating injuries that might cause a problem for WVU baseball. So as optimistic as I was, I'm going back to maybe we're not going to fulfill our destiny like I thought to begin with. I got faith in Maisie, man. I got faith in Maisie. That's that dude. That's that dude. All right? Maisie forever. Oh, and Noah Adams. I think he's won 39 in a row. Number one in his weight class in the nation. Shout to Noah Adams. Shout to the wrestling team. Shout to WVU all over the world. Beating out what? Who who they beat the other day? North Dakota? Northern Colorado. Northern Colorado? Put it on them. Ranked team. That's what I said. That's what we bring to the Big 12. I, I know I hate to revert back, but like you know, think back 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 in the day about S- the SEC taking Missouri over us. We compete in all sports, all sports, football, basketball, baseball, women's women's soccer. sports, women's soccer, um, um, women's basketball, wrestling, soccer. You know what I mean? Men's soccer. We compete. And we're doing great things as, a, as an athletic program. Shame on you, SEC. Doesn't matter. We're getting that Big 12 money. But on to the Super Bowl. Brandon, predictions? I got Kansas City. You excited about it? Yeah, man. It's going to be a great game. Mahomes versus Brady. Arians versus Andy Reid. Gronk versus Kelsey. Don't hold up. Don't do that. Don't do that. You know I can't stand Arians. Don't do that. Yeah, you don't. You can't stand him, but he's a good coach. Yeah, no, don't put his name nowhere near nobody else's. Okay, he's not in the same league as Andy Reid. Yeah, he hasn't earned it, but he's yeah. a good coach. Yeah, I can't and at stand the game him. in the game, that's who's going to be competing: Reed versus Bruce Arians, mine versus mine, guts versus guts. Who is the man when it comes to calling left witch versus B enemy? Left witch versus B enemy. Two black coaches who have not got a chance yet. Right, right. Uh, I'm excited about it. I mean, like, you don't get any bigger. Tom Brady, the GOAT. Uh, people talk about Patrick Mahomes, a future GOAT, and somebody was like, how can you yeah, go? Yeah, no, there's Tom no Brady's such a GOAT. As- Mahomes is the some- kid. Some- somebody was like, there's no such thing as a future GOAT. Either you're the GOAT or you're not. All right, fine. We got the king and the prince, because the prince eventually will be the king, okay? Is that better for you? Do you feel better about that, you and your soft feelings? Yeah. Look, look, the eye test. I, and by the way, you, I mean, Brady has six. What can you say? There's no comparing. Uh, uh, Mahomes has a long way to go. But this head-to-head matchup is huge. 
this does this is a legacy builder for the rest of your life. They're going to say, hey, these two played the Super Bowl in in which both are offenses and teams were really good, and yet X came out with the win. You know yeah, what I mean? Especially when you already have Brady versus Mahomes in the AFC Championship, and Brady only wins because of an offsides penalty against Kansas City. Yeah, and Mahomes was really, really young. That may have been his first or second year starting. Yeah. So it's big time. This Sunday is big time. I expect, I expect the ratings to be through the roof, and I can't wait. I do have another feeling on it, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till show me what you got. That's right, a new segment at the very end of the show. If you want to hear my feelings about it, stick around. I'm going to drop it to you on you on show me what you got. I also want to quickly get to the Rams getting Stafford. Brandon, any feelings about that? I think it's a great fit. Sean McVay with a talent like Matthew Stafford Stafford is fantastic. And the thing about that is Matthew Stafford languished in Detroit for a long time, wasted a lot of his talent, gave his heart and soul, and got nothing for it. Whereas Jared Goff was mediocre at best in L.A. and got to a Super Bowl. I think we're up to see something big happening in L.A. with Stafford and um, Sean McVay, the trouble is they only have a small window because they gave up so many draft picks. They have a small window to make it happen. And they don't have a draft first-round draft pick for like eight years. The thing about Stafford is, I, you know what, it, it just hits me, and it's really funny to me that so many people want to act like geniuses now. Oh, he's a big t- – oh, uh, the Rams are a big-time team now. Hey, look, I agree. But where were all you guys saying Stafford was such a great quarterback last year when his team was stinking? I haven't heard anybody talk about Stafford nah, like he was the juice. No, nah, I disagree. People talked about yeah. Stafford. People talked about Stafford the whole time. He's the only reason they gave Detroit any kind of a chance every okay. year when they gave Detroit any kind okay. of a chance. I, and by the way, don't get it twisted. I've, Stafford has the arm. He has the moxie. I think he's going to do well. But I love how after the fact, people, everybody wants to like jump on the bandwagon of – Oh, I always felt I'm like, no, you you didn't say nothing. I don't ever remember you saying anything. But there was and now to talk sudden, about it. He was at Detroit, so it didn't matter if he was good. It didn't matter. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying these are the kind of things I think about that I think are funny. Lastly, I do want to get into a little NBA. And the only thing I want to say is I want to talk about Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. And the reason why I bring him up, the reason why I want to bring him up, Brandon, is do you know how many times They've played 21 games this year as, you know, the, you know, starting units, Golden State. Do you know how many times in that 21 games that Steph Curry has outscored the entire starting five, excuse me, starting the other starting four players on the Golden State Warriors team in a game? No idea. He's done it five times this, five times this year. So he's doing including, it pretty much 25% of the time. Including the last couple of nights. Within the last couple of nights, or his last game, Brandon, if that is the people, like, well, why is this stuff winning? When you outscore the rest of your starting four, twenty five percent of the times, there's a big problem. Hey, look, Paging uh, Draymond Green. You know who Draymond Green reminds me of? Draymond Green reminds me of a person at work. You ever seen somebody at work and something comes up that you need to do, and they say, "I'm not going to do it because it's not my job. I don't do that." I feel like that's the way Draymond Green is saying about scoring. Look, I'm not asking Draymond Green to be a 30-point scorer, but on this depleted team, we need you to score something. I say we loosely because everybody knows I'm a Lakers fan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Golden State State needs you to do something. Every time I look at six points, you have two points. Really quick, quick. Brandon, no, no, no. You know the reason why I don't blame Kelly Oubre? 
he, yes, he's streaky. He doesn't make $100 million. Draymond Green, six points, two points, two points, four points. I know it's like your thing to do to score points, but brother, we ain't asking you to score 30 points. I'm asking you to get in double digits. And for $100 million, you should be getting double digits. I only brought up this subject not because everybody cares about it, but I thought it was an outrageous stat to think that 25% of the time, probably more than um, – okay, I'm not going to go there. Certain people on our team hit threes. Uh, Steph Curry <laughs> Steph Curry outscores the entire unit's starting five. Can you imagine if we could trade one of our point guards for Steph Curry just for one year? Brandon. 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 <laughs> WVU gets a gets a season Steph Curry just for one year. No, that's 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 Kemba Walker stuff. That's national championship stuff, especially in this year. One person puts him on the back. He was average fifty five points, and we would win it all without yep. a doubt. Yep, without a doubt. Oh, Kemba man. Walker stuff. I, I shouldn't even brought it up. It's making me mad now. But that's it. That's all we all. That's all we got from this segment. Let, let us know where you agree, where you disagree. We on to the next one. Wrap me boys. That's right, Mountaineer State of Mind. The hills, the mountains, and country roads, baby. Jeremy JN Phoenix, I'm here as a raspy voice kids anchor host with my brother. Who my brother is? This is Brandon Phoenix, aka I also hate pit in the building. So Brandon, 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 we're gonna talk about, like I said, Mountaineer State of Mind. We're gonna talk about those huge numbers. Those numbers of players, basketball and football players, we would include baseball and other sports, but be honest, I'm just not up on that enough. So we're doing we're gonna limit it to basketball and football. Iconic numbers. Players who played in those jerseys that you remember growing up, that playing them now. Brandon, what do you think of the number one? We're gonna start from the top. Where you gonna skip zero? Uh, I was going to skip zero, but I guess we can go to zero. We'll, we'll go zero real quick. I forgot zero was uh, well, it's new. something we could it's do. It's new I, for I Bryce Ford Wheaton. Give it to Bryce Ford Wheaton, son. Okay. Don't forget Marcus Gorey. Got you. I know you forgot about that. Marcus Gorey was zero, double zero. I could have swore. By I'm the way. I'm not saying he was. I'm this, just asking. This segment right here is straight off the dome. We could well, get some I stuff I thought Marcus right. Gorey was 32 for some reason. No, that's fine. I'm just saying we could get some stuff right. We could get some stuff wrong. Mountaineer Nation, let us know. If we get some numbers long, wrong, let us know. Because right here is the top of the dome, except for right now where I'm going to look for Marcus Gorey. Yeah, I'm going to look for him now. Jeremy's right. Double zero. You got there first. That's right, baby. Respect the game. I knew it. Marcus Gorey, big shout out. Big shout to Marcus Gorey, son. That's right. Bryce Ford Wheaton and Marcus Gorey with number zero. We got a football and a basketball. Oh, no, 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 no. Isn't? No. Wait, wait, wait. Bryce Ford Wheaton. No, no, no. There's a number zero now. Uh, The guard. Our guard. Freshman guard. The walk-on? No. He plays speedster. Kedrian, Kedrian Johnson? Yeah. Isn't he number zero? Maybe. Let me check. Yep. Got to look. But we only needed two. We ain't no need to waste all of our. Why do we need two? 
I'm naming them all. Yeah, he's number zero, son. Boy, I'm racking them up today. Racking them up. Yeah, we got me two to one. <laughs> no, we're not even keeping score. We're just remembering all-time great zeros. I believe I believe that's it. If you guys can come up with another number zero, let us know. I, I have no clue. But we're going to go on to a great number in all sports. Brandon, number one. Who you think my, about when you think about number one? My number one is Tavon. I hear, Everybody's I hear number one. one is Tavon. Everybody's Tavon is my, number one. Tavon's my favorite Mountaineer to watch of all time. My favorite. And I'm not saying he's the best. You can Don't come at me saying, oh, this guy had better stats. This guy did this. This guy did that. Tavon's my favorite to watch of in any sport on any team ever is Tavon. So when I hear number one, I think of Tavon Amazing. Tavon Awesome. Tavon Austin. Not even a phone booth. Right. You know who I think of? I, I hold up. I think of Tavon. But you know who else got the number number one? Rocking big man. time? My main man. But I almost said something I shouldn't, shouldn't say, but my main man. All right. Go, go, go. You, I'm going to let you drop it. See if you're right. Deshaun Butler. Deshaun Butler, number one. That's another number one. Duracell Collins. But, I mean, I like J.D. Collins, but we're going to put him in there with Tavon and Deshaun? No, yeah, dude, I'm naming them all, Brandon. I'm naming just, them all. Just naming them. KJ Harris. KJ Harris with the arms folded. Love that dude. Transfer from Miami. Love him. Shout out to KJ Harris. Jerry Porter was number one. Jerry J- Porter was one for, I don't know, maybe half a season or something like that. Because I know he changed to number two, but he was number one for a little bit. He was number 48 at some point, too. You know what? You, can you remember anymore? Maybe he wasn't 48. Maybe that was his vertical. Anyway, uh, I'm a little low on him. Damon Cogdale. Oh, linebacker. nice call. Killing them. I'm telling you. I'm just killing them. Number one. I can't remember anymore. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. Those are so. good ones, though. Those are good ones. All right, let's go. All right. We're on. Hey, like I said, Mountaineer Nation, let us know if we miss, miss somebody. Let's go on to number two. Who do you think of when you think of number two? Number two, for me, the first thought I have is Darius Raynaud. You go Darius, the first thought? That's my first thought is Raynaud. Hit him with that one jab step and go. My my first one is Javon Carter. JC for three. Javon Carter is my first number one. Obviously now number I think two. who is it? Excuse me, number two. Uh, uh, Jalen Bridges is number two, right? Yeah, 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 he's number two as well. But also uh, very closely behind. Do you have another one? I'll, I'll give you the, another shot. No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sheed. Yeah, the only man. Marshall, I was waiting for The only Marshall that. that matters. That's right. I was waiting for you. Ryan, Ryan McClung's grandfather was going to be so upset with you if you didn't get that number two. Sheed. Shout to Sheed uh, Marshall, friend of the show. Obviously, like I said, Jerry Porter was, was number two. Wasn't? Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. I was thinking about the, the, the Charles Fisher. But maybe he wasn't number two. Okay. But I know Jerry uh, Porter was definitely number two. Charles um, Fisher doing big things in the agent game. Him and John Thornton. Okay. Big ups. Big shout outs to them. I'm trying to think of any other number twos. Any other number twos in basketball? Football? Now I don't think we're missing nobody. Receivers? Running backs? DBs? No, I think, I think we got them all. That's all the number twos. All right, so for the last one we're going to do for this Charles week. Charles Fisher was number four. Okay, okay, I missed that. I missed that. We'll get, him, get to him next week when we cover the fours. 
So our last number is number three, Brandon. Who do you think, Mountaineer player, basketball or football, number three? Weird and steel, son. Quincy Wilson, number three. Okay. All right. Um, for some reason, Brandon, I don't well, – well, let's go with this one first. Oh, no, Tyrone Sally was four. Um, the number three I think of – was uh, Devin Ebanks? Wasn't Ebanks number three? Ebanks number three. Devin Ebanks. Um, oh, oh, the guard, Jawan Staten. But my biggest number three, I don't know why he popped in my head first, was uh, uh, Beeline, Patrick Beeline. I don't know why. He just jumped in my head. Patrick Beeline. Not Sharp shooter from outside. Don't forget, if you were talking about number threes, don't forget Perlo Bastine, son. I thought you were going with Perlo Bastine earlier. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to. You can't, can you think of any other number threes? I can't. Not off the top of my head. And then you're going to be embarrassed when I bring it to you. Uh, who you got? Be emb- the whole Mountaineer Nation is yelling at you right now. I'll give you one more chance. Think about it, Mountaineer football. Three. Quincy. Perlo Bastine. Um... Play for the Rams. Oh, Stedman. Oh. <laughs> how I'm going to leave Stedman Bailey out, friend how, of the show. How are you going to do that, son? I feel like the Belinikoff Award is a straight snub, my boy. I know, man. That's right. Um, what was yeah, I thinking? Yeah. No, it's hard. It's hard. This game is hard. Trust me. That's the reason why we were going to rely on the fans to help correct us on certain things and find certain things because there's people you don't even think about. Then you're like, oh, yeah, they were number three. Oh, no, no, he was 33. I was thinking about Barrett Green, but Barrett Green was 33. Barrett Green was 33, and I remember that for sure. Barrett Green and Gary Stills were the first autographs I ever got from WVU football. Did we have any quarterbacks that were number three? I'm sure, but I can't remember any. Yeah, I'm trying to think, but I, I don't – no, no, I don't think so. All right, that's what we got, man. That's off the top of the dome. Mountaineer state of mind, the great Mountaineer, number three jerseys. If you know some, if we've missed some, if we got something wrong, let us know. New segment, a little new flavor in your ear. Let us know, RVK. Right, boys. Show me what you got, little mama. Show me what you got, little lady. Show me what you got, That's right, it's time for us to show you what we got. Brand new segment, brand new feature. It's just going to be a short, quick, how we feel about something. We got to really feel it. Brandon, do you have anything this week? Actually, I don't think you do. You, You told me you did. We covered it already, right? Yeah, we covered it. I'm good. So it's me. JN Fiend in the building, in the booth. I'm going to give you how I feel. I'm going to show you what I got. What you got, Jay? Well, what I got, son, is I'm talking about the Super Bowl. What I got is the Chiefs are going to win this Super Bowl. Put it down. Stamp it. Double stamp it. Triple stamp it. I know you can't double stamp a triple stamp, but we're doing it anyway. Why? Because Patrick Mahomes is in the NFL Super Bowl. Now, here's the thing. The reason why I'm going with the Chiefs is not just because my pops rooted for the Chiefs, not just because they have Patrick Mahomes, but the fact is earlier on this season, I know you can't always draw from regular season, but Patrick Mahomes had like 300 yards passing in the first half against Tampa Bay. I honestly don't believe 
that an immobile quarterback like Tom Brady, a quarterback that uh, like Tom Brady that last game threw three interceptions on three possessions because he was pressured, don't get it twisted. The Chiefs have Chris Jones, $80 million man at defensive tackle who puts pressure. I think the Chiefs are going to get pressure. I think the Honey Badgers is, the honey badgers is going to be roaming, and because of Tom Brady's non-ability to move, I don't feel like they're going to score at will. Do I think the Chiefs have the best defense? No. But do I think they have an opportunistic defense that comes up with big stops at the right time? Yes. And on the flip side, I don't care if JPP and and, and Dominican Sue are putting pressure on Patrick Mahomes. You can only do it for so long because the dude can run. That's the X factor. He can run and create plays. I think he will. I think they have more weapons. I honestly feel the Chiefs win this. Not with ease, but with a, 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 a not with ease, but a lot easier than what some people think. I give it to the Chiefs 31-24. That's what I got. I'm showing you. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.